Section 4 of The Adventures of Danny Meadow Mouse. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Adventures of Danny Meadow Mouse by Thornton W. Burgess. Chapter 11 Peter Rabbit Gets a Fright. Peter Rabbit sat in his favorite place in the middle of the dear old briar patch trying to decide which way he would go on his travels that night. The night before, he had a narrow escape from old Granny Fox over in the green forest. There was nothing to eat around the smiling pool and no one to talk to there anymore. You know that Peter must either eat or ask questions in order to be perfectly happy. No, the smiling pool was too dull a place to interest Peter on such a beautiful moonlight night and peter had no mind to try his legs against those of old granny fox again in the green forest early that morning just after peter had settled down for his morning nap tommy tit the chickadee had dropped into the dear old briar patch just to be neighborly peter was just dozing off when he heard the cheeriest little voice in the world it was saying dee dee chickadee i'm as happy as i can be finding much better the way to be happy all day dee dee chickadee everybody's good to me hello tommy said peter rabbit where'd you come from from farmer brown's new orchard up on that hill it's a fine orchard peter rabbit a fine orchard i go there every morning for my breakfast if the winter lasts long enough i'll have all the trees cleaned up for farmer brown peter looked puzzled what do you mean he asked just what i say replied tommy tit almost turning a somersault in the air. There's a million eggs of insects on those young peach trees, but I'm clearing them all off as fast as I can. They're mighty fine eating, Peter Rabbit, mighty fine eating. And with that, Tommy Tit had said goodbye and flitted away. Peter was thinking of that young orchard now, as he sat in the moonlight trying to make up his mind where to go. The thought of those young peach trees made his mouth water. It was a long way up to that orchard up on the hill, a very long way, and Peter was wondering if it was really safe to go. He had just made about his mind to try it. For Peter is very, very fond of the bark of young peach trees when thump, something dropped out of the sky at his feet. It startled Peter so that he nearly tumbled over backward. And right at the same instant came the fierce, angry scream of the hooty the owl. That almost made Peter's heart stop beating, although he knew that Hooty couldn't get him down under there in the old briar patch. When Peter got his wit together and his heart didn't go so jumpy, he looked to see what he had dropped so close to him out of the sky. His eyes grew bigger than ever, and he rubbed them to make quite sure that he really saw what he thought he saw. Yes, there was no doubt, there at his feet lay Danny Meadow Mouse. Chapter 12 The Old Briar Patch Has a New Tenant Danny Meadow Mouse slowly opened his eyes and then closed them again quickly, as if he afraid to look around. He could hear someone talking. It was a pleasant voice, not at all like the terrible voice of Hooty the Owl, which was the very last thing that Danny Meadow Mouse could remember. Danny lay still a minute and listened. Why, Danny Meadow Mouse, where in the world did you drop from? asked the voice. It sounded like, why, very much like Peter Rabbit squeaking. Danny opened his eyes again. It was Peter Rabbit. Where, where am I? Asked Danny Meadow Mouse in a very weak and small voice. In the middle of the old deer briar patch with me, replied Peter Rabbit. How did you get here? 
He seemed to drop right out of the sky. Danny Meadow Mouse shuddered. Suddenly, he remembered everything. How Hooty the Owl had caught him in great cool claws and had carried him through the moonlight across the snow-covered green meadows. How he had felt Hooty's claws slip and then had struggled and kicked and twisted and turned until his coat had torn and he had drooped down, down, down until he had landed in soft snow and knocked all the breath out of his little body. The very last thing he could remember was Hooty's fierce scream of rage and disappointment. Danny shuddered again. Then a new thought came to him. He must get out of sight. Hooty might catch him again. Danny tried to scramble to his feet. Ouch! Oh! groaned Danny and lay still again. There, there. Keep still, Danny Meadow Mouse. There's nothing to be afraid of here, said Peter Rabbit gently. His big eyes filled with tears as he looked at made Danny Meadow Mouse, for Danny was all torn and hurt by the cruel claws of Hooty the Owl. And you know, Peter has a very tender heart. So, Danny lay still, and while Peter Rabbit tried to make him comfortable and dress his hurts, he told Peter all about how he had forgotten to watch up in the sky, and so he had been caught by Hooty the Owl, and all about his terrible ride in Hooty's cruel claws. Oh dear, whatever shall I do now? he ended. However shall I get back to my home, to my warm home of grass, my safe little tunnels under the snow, and my little store of seeds in the snug hollow in the old fence post? Peter Rabbit looked thoughtful. You can't do it, said he. You simply can't do it. It's such a long way for a little fellow like you that it wouldn't be safe to try. If you're not night, Hooty the Owl might catch you again. If you tried in daylight, Old Rowlick the Hawk would be almost sure to see you. And night or day, Old Granny Fox or Reddy Fox might come snooping around. And if they did, they'd be sure to catch you. I tell you what, you stay right here. The dear old briar patch is the safest place in the world. Why, just think, here you come out in the broad daylight and laugh at Granny and Reddy Fox and at the old Rowlick the Hawk. Because the good old brambles will keep them out if they try to get you. You can make just as good tunnels on the snow here as you had there, and there are a lot of seeds on the ground to eat. You know, I don't care for them myself. I'm lonesome sometimes, living here all alone. You stay here, and we'll have the old bar patch to ourselves. Danny Meadow Mouse looked at Peter gratefully. I will, and thank you ever so much, Peter Rabbit, he said. And this is how the dear old bar patch happened to have another tenant. Chapter 13. Peter Rabbit Visits the Peach Orchard Don't go, Peter Rabbit, don't go, begged Danny Meadow Mouse. Peter hopped to the edge of the old bar patch and looked over the moonlit, snow-covered meadows to the hill back of Farmer Brown's house. On that hill was the young peach orchard of which Tommy Tit the Chickadee had told him, and ever since Peter's mouth had watered and watered every time he thought of those young peach trees and the tender bark on them. I think I will, Danny. Just this once, said Peter. It's a long way, and I've never been there before. But I guess it's just as safe as the meadows or the green forest. Oh, I'm as bold as bold can be. Sing hoppy hippy, hippy hop ho. I'll hie me forth the world to see. Sing hoppy hippy, hippy hop ho. My ears are long, my legs are strong. So now good day, I'll hide away. Sing hoppy hippy, hippy hop ho. And with that, Peter Rabbit left the deer safe old briar patch, and away he went, liberty, liberty, rip, across the green meadows toward the hill and the young orchard back of Farmer Brown's house.
Danny Meadow Mouse watched him go and shook his head in disapproval. Foolish, 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 he said over and over to himself. Why can't Peter be content with the good things that he has? Peter Rabbit hurried along through the moonlight, stopping every few minutes to sit up to look and listen. He heard the fierce hunting call of the hooty owl way over in the green forest, so he felt sure that at present there was nothing to fear from him. He knew that since his their return to the green meadows and the green forest, Granny and Reddy Fox had kept away from Farmer Brown's, so he did not worry about them. All in good time, Peter came to the young orchard. It was just as Tommy Tit the Chickadee had told him. Peter hopped up to the nearest beech tree and nibbled the bark. My, how good it tasted! He went all around the trees, dripping off the bark. He stood up on his long hind legs and reached as high as he could. Then he dug the snow away and ate down as far as he could. When he could get no more tender young bark, he went off to the next tree. Now, though Peter didn't know it, he was in the very worst kind of mischief. You see, when he took off all that bark all the way around the young peach tree, he killed the tree. For you know it is on the inside of the bark that the sap, which gives life to a tree and makes it grow, grows up from the root to all the branches. So when Peter ate the bark all the way around the trunk of the young tree, he had made it impossible for the sap to come up in the spring. Oh, it was the worst kind of mischief that Peter Rabbit was in. But... Peter didn't know it, and he kept filling that big stomach of his and enjoying it so much that he forgot to watch out for danger. Suddenly, just as he had begun on another tree, a great roar right behind him made him jump almost out of his skin. He knew that voice, and without waiting to even look behind him, he started for the stone wall on the other side of the orchard. Right at his heels, his great mouth wide open, was Bowser the Hound. End of section 4